Welcome to Tax Wrap, the podcast of Tax and Super Australia. Each fortnight, we present news and insights to tax and SMSF practitioners. If you've got any questions, comments or even suggestions, get in touch at podcast at taxandsuperaustralia.com.au. Hello listeners, welcome to the Tax Wrap podcast. I'm your host, Steve Burnham, and we're into episode 219. Um, and uh, we're lucky today, well, we're privileged to have with us uh, Joshua Goldsmith, who is senior lawyer at the KPMG Tax Controversy Team. Um, uh, Josh, uh, Joshua uh, facilitates also Tax and Super Australia's tax discussion groups. Um, they're held a, a monthly meeting on a Wednesday morning and evening. Uh, Joshua, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having me. It's, uh, it's nice to be here again. It's been, it's been about eight or nine months since it's I last been a long time. So it's, it's good, to, good to be back on. And in the meantime, the COVID-19 thing has happened and we're sort of all dealing with that in our own way. Um, I, I was interested, now the last time we spoke, Josh, you remember we, you, or you coined the phrase, the mood in the room, which I loved. And at that time, you were hosting these discussion, tax, tax discussion groups with um, our members who attended those groups. And um, it was a good litmus test of what, when you said the mood in the room, it was like what people are concerned about, what they're talking about, what the discussion is. Um, I suppose more these days it's more the mood in the Zoom, isn't it? Because um, you're, <laughs> holding, <laughs> you're holding those meetings on, on, via Zoom or team, Teams or something, are you? Yeah, yeah, they're held by Zoom now. So it's, Zoom. Um, it's a bit different, but it's, okay. um, it's working quite effectively. Well, still, you still must get a feel for what people are concerned about. So um, the mood in the Zoom, uh, how are members coping through, through these difficult and uncertain times of COVID-19? Yeah, thank you, Steve. I, I think this is... Um, this has been a fascinating period, and as I said last time, and I maintain this, the benefit that I have is that I've I've got this uh, bird's eye view of what a lot of the practitioners, what a lot of the members are thinking, and, and what they're what they're talking about. So, um, if I'm able to sit across two discussion groups, which I've got the benefit of, and learn from everyone in the room, uh, you hear about a lot of client experiences, a lot of concerns, a lot of queries, a lot of uh, a lot of praise, a lot of um, uh, uh, there's certainly a lot of praise at the moment, which I think is which I think is really positive. So, praise I've got the benefit of no, I was going to say praise for, for what or for who? Well, particularly the, the tax office and treasury's response, I think, has oh, just good. been enormous. Okay. I think, um, yeah, I, I mean, this is something that I think is definitely worthwhile speaking about. Yep. The ATO and treasury through my career have never had to respond as quickly as what they have now. No, um, it's true. And I think, I think they've just been, been phenomenal. And I was actually, um, I was having a look at the OECD uh, web page the other day. Um, I'm, a, I'm a pretty cool guy, Steve. I promise. I was, uh, I was, <laughs> I was having a look at their web page, and they have a brochure that talks about uh, ten different ways in which tax regulators around the world, tax authorities, can assist taxpayers during the COVID nineteen time. Yep. And it's um, it, it's it's pretty comforting to see just how many of these our ATO have adopted. Their our our tax office is is a real world leader. And I think oh, cool. that's something that we can be incredibly proud of. That's good to know. Um, just going back to you, you were mentioning the, the uh, attendees at the discussion groups, their own business. How have you found, what, how are they coping? Well, I think, I think morale generally is really high. I think this is an incredibly difficult time, um, obviously. So the members, a lot of them, a lot of our members are, are running businesses themselves. Um, yeah. And so this is, this is difficult for them as, as business owners, but I guess in what they do, they're assisting a lot of taxpayers and they're assisting a lot of their clients who are going through incredibly difficult times. Right. I think when we, when we find out that uh, these government measures that all come out incredibly quickly and incredibly effectively are to be administered by the commissioner, I think that instantly means that tax professionals need to take a lead role in this. 
Well, of course. I think, um, uh, yeah, I think generally the, the response has been quite phenomenal from, um, from practitioners from the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the conversations that the members have been having in the discussion groups is that they've been on the phones all day talking their clients through some of these measures and, yeah, and yeah. how they can impact their business. You've got, a, you've got a, lot of, a lot of very worried clients and business owners right now and, and I think um, practitioners generally have done a very good job of that. Yeah. So I think on their business, <clears throat> pardon me, I think on their business they've done a very good job. Yeah. I think um, an, another point that's really come out is that people are full of praise for the, for the ATO and for Treasury. That's um, good. I, I think this... Yep. Yeah, there's there's no secret about this. This is this has just been phenomenal the way that they've responded. Um, yep. Yep. Cash has, has never never gone into the hands of taxpayers so quickly. I think it's just <laughs> brilliant. It was billions of and, dollars. Um, oh yeah, it's just it's just phenomenal how how quickly this has all happened. And I think the industry generally, um, I'm sure a lot of people have found this. It's there there are just so many webinars around. There's so much information available. Yep. I just think that. This is a lot of this is free information. A measure comes out, and a lot of the firms bring bring out information, articles, webinars about how this all really applies. Yeah, I yep. just think this is um, the response has been great. I think as an industry, um, I, I think people should be taking advantage of these resources. And if they don't know where to look for these resources, please contact me. Reach out, um, speak oh, to course. people. Thank it's, you. Yep. It's, yeah, you, you just must take advantage of these resources. It's it's just huge what's what's been coming out and it's, well, um, and it's just been really valuable. And tax and super stray for our part. Hopefully we've been doing a, a fair bit to help people out as well, to help practitioners at least uh, deal with their clients. And we've been hearing from practitioners. It's just amazing the amount of workload that's been foisted upon um, our members. Uh, but they seem to be, be coping. I mean, yes, there's complaints about please delay lodgement deadlines, et cetera, uh, it's, uh, just to be able to cope. But they, they just need this, this help. Um, in, your, in the discussion groups, uh, I mean, what has been leading the discussion, have you found? Well, yeah, so over the last, uh, what are we now? So, so we're now in June. So over the last three or four months, mm-hmm. certainly three months, it's been a big focus on COVID-related topics. So yep. uh, last month, we spoke through the um, alternative declining turnover tests in JobKeeper. Oh, yeah. um, the month before that, we spent a bit of time on the cash flow boosts and, and the nuances of those measures. Um, I think to uh, or, or th- these measures have been fast, they've been highly effective, um, but there are some nuances um, that people may not be familiar with dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So, well, for example, yeah. JobKeeper deals with projected GST turnover, which is a topic that um, of itself people may not be that all that familiar with. So there are nuances to that. Um, th- there is a bit of time in getting up to speed with some of these topics. And also these webinars are terrific because they provide the wholesale information. Um, but the ability to be able to speak to different matters that directly affect your clients and really delve into the detail and ask questions has been what the, what the benefit that members are finding, I think. Of course, yeah, yeah. Well, no one's experienced in this. I mean, this is all new. That's the thing, isn't it? You've really got to go back to basics and just learn it all from, from, from go. Um, and oh, most definitely. I, I, said, I said really early on that there's, there's no experts in, uh, in JobKeeper. So <laughs> no. I said this at the start of the start of seminars. No one's experienced in JobKeeper. No one's experienced in the cash flow boost. Um, this is the first that we've seen. So this is, this is a real collective learning power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's been, it's been uh, enjoyable, hopefully, for yourself and for, for the rest of us. Practitioners are finding that their clients come to them with different circumstances, like the different entities as far as JobKeeper eligibility, etc., um, it's kind of interesting to hear all these different circumstances that we don't normally get to hear about. 
Uh, I'm sure that you've found that the case with discussion groups because they, these are real practitioners with real clients, different and real circumstances that they have to cope with. Have you found that? Yeah, most definitely. And, and so this goes back to my earlier point with practitioners spending a lot of their time on the phones. Mm. Um, businesses are not operating all the same way. Businesses have different issues and different concerns. So yep. a lot of these parts about JobKeeper that are a focus for, for one business um, is, is not the same focus for a different one. So this is where, for example, the alternative decline in turnover uh, has a series of ways that you can measure turnover or, or, or has a series of alternative tests. Right. And all of these are designed to capture as many businesses as uh, as the government intends in its policy. So this is the whole idea of it. It's trying to capture as many businesses at once as it should. Right. Um, it's... I mean, I probably haven't done a haven't done a terrific job in explaining that, but using using one brush to paint a whole series of businesses is very difficult. So oh, the interesting part of, the interesting part has been um, hearing the stories of how this is applied and and how different businesses have survived. I think has been um, incredibly useful. It's been incredibly healthy the discussions. Yeah. Um, but I think generally this this sort of goes to the resilience of the industry. Right. I, I was interested in now your your as I said part of the senior lawyer at the KPMG tax controversy team, speaking of controversy, let's talk about risk. Um, in your view, what are the key risks for taxpayers coming out of this COVID-19 period? Can you sort of fill in a little bit of that? Yeah, most definitely, Steve. And, and so it's no surprise that this is where I spend a lot of my time, yep. um, basically preparing people to deal with ATO engagement. I think what, what are the features, and if we were to take a step back and say, what are the features of COVID being from a taxpayer perspective? Um, I'd say the obvious one is the need for taxpayers to act fast. I think all this is happening at a rapid rate of knots. People need to move quickly. Right. I think another feature of this is that personnel are, are shifting. So there can be unexpected changes in personnel. A lot of ATO engagements generally or a lot of uh, tax governance or tax management relies on uh, the memories and the experience of the personnel within businesses. Right, okay, yep. People are changing. It's it's just uh, the nature of the times. Another feature too is that there's been a lot of activity and there's a lot of decision-making. Um, I know more broadly, although it is the, the bigger end of town that some of the stuff that KPMG does deal with, uh, our restructuring team's incredibly busy because there's a lot of restructuring going on. Oh, Businesses are evolving. So yeah. there's a lot of activity, there's a lot of decision-making. And the other part of this too, and um, I haven't scratched the surface of it, but we're all working under changed conditions. You and I are meeting a meeting from Zoom. That's right. You're I've home, never, home. Yeah. <laughs> I've, ne I've never worked from home for two or three months in a row. This is, <laughs> this is, this is new for me. I mean, I'm familiar with working from home one or two days a week. I'm not yeah. familiar with working from home every day. No, no, no. Well, things must slip it's through the cracks I mean, just from a, from a process point of view, I suppose, when you're working from home. Oh, most definitely. And that's exactly right, Steve. So things are different. Record keeping is different. Processes are different. Mm. This is something that people just need to be need to be quite mindful of. Um, the other thing too, which has been quite interesting through all of this, which sort of goes with the ATO compassion that they've shown and, and the way that the ATO have responded. A lot of the compliance programs that the ATO normally put taxpayers under, they've been paused. So a lot of the activity of the ATO has been paused or taxpayers right. have received the option of pausing their ATO activity, be reviews, audits or pre-engagements and things. And Generally speaking, there's been no new activity. So no. I, I guess we don't have a crystal ball, but if you, have a, if you have a review or an audit that's been put on hold, well, 
it's not going to be put on hold indefinitely, will it? Ah, oh, right. It's, no, um, of course. It's not a permanent holiday, yeah. yeah. No, so the ATO is not going away. Right, right. Well, given that, okay, so... No, the ATO is not going to... And look, and I'm full of praise for the ATO. They've been doing a fantastic job. It's amazing the pressure they've been under. I've heard anecdotally they've had more phone calls in this COVID period than they've ever had, ever, ever in their whole existence, which is um, amazing. But given just what you've just said, then when we come out of COVID-19, how should taxpayers, how should our clients, or how should we manage the risks for clients? What's the approach that we should go to our clients with? It's a, it's a good question, Steve. I, I think it all, it, it sort of starts now. So if we start worrying about what we should have done at the time that activities were happening, it it's, uh, can become a little bit too late. Uh-huh. So the most important thing to do is to be documenting what is happening and do it at the time in which activities are happening. So a um, really important point is capturing your decision-making process, how you've landed at your positions, what your outcomes are, capture them, file note them, document them as they're happening. Yep. Um, this, is, this is for two reasons. Firstly, um, and, and sorry, I will overarch this. A point that I got really early on in my career is that always prepare, and this is the safest position to take, always prepare as if the ATO will ask questions. All right. And if you do take that position, you're, you're protecting yourself quite nicely. So if we do take that position, I think by, by capturing evidence now, by, by documenting your decision-making now, you're doing a couple of things. Firstly, if the ATO does make does ask questions, you're managing that process now. So you're making it a lot easier to manage that process. Right, okay, yep. The second part of this is that you're improving the strength of your evidence. The ATO right. says, what was your intention? Was it reasonable at the time? Well, here's a document that outlines my intention at the ah, time. Right, made at the so, time. It was there, yeah, okay. Exactly right. Yeah. So you've mm. just got to, you really just got to document um, the, the positions that it is that you're taking and really, really be prepared to present a clear and compelling position if the ATO does ask for it. Okay, yeah. And, and well, that, that makes sense, just, just ca- capture your decision-making processes at the time or your client's decision-making processes, put it down in writing in some form. Okay. How does it play out? I mean, well, JobKeeper is a big one. Taxpayers are required to be reasonable about their JobKeeper decisions. I mean, how do you, how do you show that? Well, yeah, I, I mean, this is right. So JobKeeper is, if I had a dollar for every time someone spoke about JobKeeper or I, I mentioned the word JobKeeper, I'd probably be wearing Italian cloth right now. <laughs> I, JobKeeper, is, JobKeeper is something that's been the focus for a lot of people and, and rightly so. Yeah. A big point is that is that taxpayers are required to be reasonable through the process of applying for JobKeeper. Right. How do you show, how do you show that your decision was reasonable? Well, reasonable at the time. Well, mm. document your thinking, document your file notes, keep your work papers, and really okay. work through it on paper. Okay. As in, so, the, so I, I have a client who has so many employees. Um, they ask the question, "Where do I do this?" And then they have, then need to write down, "I went here to get the advice." I've looked at the ATO website. Just document where they've gone to get what shaped their decision. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, Steve. Yeah, ah, that's that's okay. exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. So keep all your work papers. If you need to show a thirty percent decline in turnover, yep. how have you got there? How have you landed at that position? Right. Okay. And this is this is the real difficulty. And and I know tax doesn't drive business, and and tax shouldn't drive business. And I know this is an incredibly difficult time, and this is yeah, this is uh, this is just where I just implore businesses, please, please, please consider documenting the positions at the time that they're being taken. Please have an eye to the future. Please have an eye to revenue authorities. They're yep. not going away. 
I guess at worst, if you do document and if you do overly document a reason of what is a reasonable position, at worst, all you're doing is a little bit of extra work that hopefully is not required. It's, yeah, um, yeah. You, you can't go wrong documenting a reasonable position. No, no. But that's right. If you have the big wad of paper or, or files on your computer, it can't go astray. And, and if you spend five or ten minutes now, it might save you five or ten hours down the track. No, good point. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah most yeah. definitely. Joshua, as far as our industry goes, I mean, what, what have you got to say about the tax practitioner um, seg- sector? What's your impression? Yeah, yeah. I think this is this is a really important point, Steve. I think the industry broadly, and I think practitioners and, and firms ought to be really proud of themselves. I think um, I think accountants, lawyers, tax advisors, financial advisors have really led the way here, and they've really helped businesses. So I think um, I think people, members particularly, should be incredibly proud of the way that they've responded. They've um, right. they're, they're seriously helping businesses in what is in what is really troubling times. That's good. And your point about documentation and, um, is a really good one to, to hear, actually. Um, all right, Joshua, thank you very much for your time. Um, been, uh, hopefully we can come back and talk in another couple of months when we've had a few more tax discussion groups happening on the Zoom room. And um, we'll see how things are going along then. Thank you very much, Steve. We're, uh, we're starting to talk through some of the cases now as opposed to, as opposed to the government measures, which is nice to oh, get okay. back to business as usual. But, it's, um, just, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of the plenty uh, industry. When you're talking about, about cases, you get to the real nitty gritty. Right. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for having Joshua. me. Uh, that's uh, the end of the, We've been speaking to senior lawyer, KPMG tax controversy team, Joshua Goldsmith.